Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies. Ladies and gentlemen, Mary Elizabeth Master, Master Antonio, Antonio joining the show very shortly. Uh, I was right. Oh, he's going to do my impression. right before the show, I was trying to figure out who the woman was in the Color, Color of, of Money with Paul Newman and, of course, a very young, handsome, energetic Tom Cruise. And it was Mary Elizabeth, Master, Master Antonio. Antonio. And the reason that I brought up the color money to begin with. You need a reason with, to eat a reason. Well, in this case, what was Fast Eddie's uh, change? What was his transition during the movie that led to him? His eyes. He got his he eyes. Got, he got glasses. Well, ladies and gentlemen, folks, Browns fans. Miles Garrett. What is the biggest offseason move? Not another defensive lineman. No. Not a defensive coordinator. Not a burner at wide receiver. Folks, it was right there in front of us, but we couldn't see it. And now he can. And now he can. He got LASIK. LASIK surgery Miles for got Miles LASIK. Garrett. Hit the music. He'll be able to see the deer in front of him. Michael Stanley, let's go. Are we playing it? No, we're not playing. <laughs> well, it's not the normal show. Okay, no big deal. It's the podcast. All right. Do you have the clip that we want to play yet or tell me when? No? No, we don't have it okay. yet. Okay, it takes so, a minute. The so, boy is getting it. Uh, I had no idea. Oh, wait a minute. He had no idea. I had no idea that uh, Miles Garrett needed. He never let us in. No. He never let us in on it. No. Interesting. Um, we, had, we finished, yes, we finished the show. Is that what really happened with the helmet? When he swung the helmet, he thought that Mason Rudolph was like 10 yards away? There is a story. Um, boy, that'd be something. His depth <laughs> perception. Um, there is a story about a guy 
Who got, well, I don't need to tell that story. Would you stop? Would you stop? I'm reenacting Miles Garrett running after people trying to get sacks, but not able to see. Why did I have him look like Frankenstein? We ended the show with you talking about your ring. Have you gotten used yeah. to your? You haven't gotten used to your ring. No, you know what? I have. I, obviously, we were we we're having some fun in the radio. Oh. There it is. There it is. We were having some fun on the radio. I found it. But uh, you found the clip. No, I found the Michael Stanley oh. stuff. Started all over. Oh. I, I want to re- do it now. I really don't want to work out with the ring. I do need to get the. Uh, well, you actually lift the weights with the ring. Yeah. What is the thing called? Rubber ring. And that de gloving thing. Yeah. Okay. That's Kenny, a real thing that look I was up. warned about. I'm not looking that up. I was an electrician on air on airplanes in the Air Force for 12 years. Every, every year we had to go through. Just like we go through the sexual harassment training video things that we sexual watch here. Sexual harassment panda. We watch all of those. Plus, we watch dangers of work on the flight line. We and... go a we go through an hour of sexual yeah. harassment training. Believe and they me. They say repeat after me: sexual harassment. I don't have to take this. Those were those were powerful commercials. Yes, they were. Go ahead. Oh no, the degloving's real. Yeah, I don't should... want to know that. They make you watch. They make you watch videos of it happening. So why did nobody tell? Honestly, shouldn't shouldn't like the priest or whoever you get married? Shouldn't they tell you that? (laughs) I present this ring with this ring. I be wed. Side note: You could lose all the skin on your finger. Yeah, and it's a very complicated surgery. This happened to Jimmy Fallon just by reaching up for his glasses or something. Yes. Like holy. If How did that look, happen reaching up for his glasses? If you want your hands to look like the backup dancers in the Michael S. Pumpkin sketch, <laughs> wear your rings. How did that happen? I thought it was David S. Pumpkin. Was it David? I did. I think it, it was is David Pumpkin. What did he say? David Pumpkin. How did that, how did that happen? I still what, don't even his, know why in that's in funny. His car, in his car? Yeah, and he, he yanked. He came back like thinking he had it. And then and it got caught on something. Got caught on something in the whole layer just, of skin. Comes yeah. with it. Like a cheese sh- grater. Yeah. I want to take it off now. I don't want a <laughs> ring anymore. That's oh why I God. got divorces number three and six. Because of the ring. Because yeah. They the had ring. a dispute about said, whether or not. This is dangerous. Uh, I don't want to look it up either. I've actually never seen it. I've just heard yeah, him talk about it. Don't look it up. I don't want to talk about it. Is me the EBGBs. Yeah, me too. That creeps me out. Mm-hmm. No more of that. No more of that talk. No more. So are you going to wear your ring all the time? Yeah. You know what? I said I don't run with I have run with it. I don't know why I said I wouldn't run with it. He doesn't run as well. Running doesn't matter. It doesn't. It holds me back. Weighs you down. I'm looking for PRs, Kenny. Personal records. There you go. Anyway. We have ghosts. Yeah, this is this is not a good start to the podcast. So um, I, I've had my ring on. I can take it off now. There was a time I got a little bit too hef- hefty and uh, couldn't slide my ring off there. Does it depend on much salt? Um, sometimes, sometimes oh, it does. Yeah. Um, it's uh, I don't know. Well, Denise's call was pretty strong about the ring. That was nice. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. It, it, it's a. It's an interesting. It's, my dad didn't wear a wedding ring, but he was like a, really. He, but he worked with knives. He's a meat, and meat cutter, right? Yeah. So it's like, uh, it's not the meat he's wanting to cut. Yeah, not his finger meat. It's a little. It's a little rough. I think he has his wedding ring somewhere, but uh, I mean, if he didn't wear it when when my mom was alive, I don't know if he'd wear it. Um, if you know, uh, after my mom passed, so. I'm going down to see my dad. Oh wait, I can't tell these stories because now Keith. No, want no, to but tell this one. Stories. But this one you can. No, yeah, tell okay. this one. It's okay. 
Um, so anyway, uh, do uh, tell me when we have the clip because I, I got wanna, it. Okay, you have the clip. Yeah, I got it. All right. So this. I don't is, know if you can hear it, but I've got it. Well, we're gonna turn the mics off so we can hear the clip. Okay. Kyle Brandt had. Uh, I'm getting good text. I think I'm out of the doghouse. Can you tell me about? Congratulations on all your success. Okay, so wait a couple of days and then see February 12th. And be like, hey, Ken's taking Axel to the cat to the oh, uh, come Vikings. On. Yeah, and, we have to make and this yeah. happen. game and say I promise to wear my ring. Yeah, and I promise to wear my ring. And uh, Axel's going to be there. His seven year old son. Does he want to get introduced to Coach Calhoun? And can we go? Who Axel? Yeah, yeah, sure. Why the hell not? So um, do you want to? Should we? Should you wear Youngstown State stuff and I wear Cleveland State stuff and we sit ooh. next to each other and I stand <laughs> up on baskets and then you harumph when your team scores? Axel already uh, has house divided. Axel already has Youngstown or uh, Cleveland State stuff. He, well, oh, he got it last year, right? Yeah, but yeah. his but they he got like a Viking helmet and you leave that with seven and six. I think it's better <laughs> if you if he wears his Cleveland State stuff in and you wear your Youngstown State stuff in. And people know. Look, this House kid. Divided. Yeah, this kid means business. House divided. He's a Kings fan from way this back be great. in the day. It's true. This. Hey, did I did I ever tell you this hundred percent true story? Uh, my senior year of high school, we were a rowdy student section. Yeah. We did coordination. Yeah. You we did. wore outfits. We did things that were very problematic. Uh, looking back, and things we would definitely get in trouble and go viral for the wrong reasons. Hey. Back in the day. We don't have to go into detail, but there was a game at uh, sectionals, and the other team didn't bring any fans. They just had no student section. I think you told me this story before. Yeah, they had no student section. So I took off my West G stuff, and I took like seven of our guys, and we went to the other side and cheered for the other team. That's nice. We were dominating. Like, we were blowing out the team. We trash-talked our buddies, like Moran – the entire they the had entire to be group. dying. They they couldn't keep it because it was the second half when they were up like thirty. Are you serious? And we were going off, doing doing chants against West G and calling our own team hillbillies, and it was you know where the that's the worst thing is you yeah. know where the bodies are buried. So there's probably some girl. God knows our, what happened, and you're doing chants about the basement or something. <laughs> Who knows what you were so doing? So of course our AD had to come over and go, yeah, guys, it was guys. good stunt. Good. It was funny. He goes, it was funny. It was good, but. You know, the other kids, the, the other teams here, this is kind of showing up them, too. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good yeah, bit. Buddy. We were doing bits back then. It was a good bit. That's good. That's good. I like that bit. So you had uh, <laughs> you, you had this clip. This is, uh, this is Kyle Brandt. And is this on NFL Network, or what is this? I think it's on his, pod- his podcast. On Brandt's okay. podcast. Yeah. This is Kyle Brandt's podcast, and he had Josh Allen on. And uh, do we have the entire question the entire thing. I don't know. I've got a minute twenty-two. I would I imagine. I assume it is. Let's yeah. let's let's go ahead and play it right now. Hit it. So Newsweek, New York Post, and other outlets are running stories about a Demar Hamlin conspiracy theory in which people are suggesting that he was not at the game on Sunday and that it was some sort of body double conspiracy cover-up. That it goes on and on and on into the tinfoil hat territory. Would you like to debunk that conspiracy theory or maybe confirm it? Yeah, that's that's stupid. Um, <laughs> that you said, main, like, there's mainstream media outlets pushing this. 
there's mainstream media outlets. There's people with like really legitimate heavy followings who are saying the fix is in. Um, that was not Demar. His face was covered. He had sunglasses. He had a hat. When they went to him on CBS, you couldn't see him. And that there's this next level conspiracy that that was actually not Demar Hamlin at the game. They're saying it. One, that's that's Demar's swag. That's what he like. He works wearing that. Um, two, he was in the locker room with us pregame. So yes, that was Demar. There's absolutely zero <laughs> chance. There's absolutely zero chance. That's okay, the good. Demar Hamlin. That's our guy. That's uh, our brother. He was with us pregame, postgame. He was up in the suite with his family, his little brother, 100%. So people need to stop. I got it. Okay, that's Kyle Brandt's mm-hmm. podcast. And I like what you had to say about it because it's not about the conspiracy or whatever. We talked about the conspiracy a bit on the air uh, on the regular show. What did you bring up? Well, I, I went right back to my uh, my journalism classes, right? Believe it or not, I take journalism Lyman classes. Lyman is a big J journalist. No, it used to not. be. Used to be. Not much of that going on anymore. But I would have been crucified uh, by the professors for that line of questioning. And let me get this out of the way. I'm glad he asked it. Well, yeah. I created a great moment, and this is what's being quoted and, of course, no one's going to believe it if you're on the other side and you have that conspiracy theory brain, whatever. You don't believe anything. But this this made national news as well as it should. But my professors would have been like, Anthony, you cannot. You cannot do either a straw man question or a everybody is saying question, yeah. which I have definitely been guilty of in our radio shows. A lot of it's tongue in cheek. I mean, when we have Mary Kay on. And we're having fun with a guest or Zach Jackson. Oh, Zach, everyone's saying, well, when you like, I'll have fun it. with that. But this, this, I, Kyle Brandt, the only thing I wish he would have done is showed him, here are the people saying this. Because you go down a very bad path when you, you're conducting interviews and you are leading with questions that you don't have a tangible basis. Yeah. Here are the certified accounts. Here are the news journalists who are asking these questions. Because if it's just the internet, if it's just an appeal to the authority that is the internet, man, there's something said about everyone and everything. And, I mean, every politician is called a pedophile now. Are you going to sit there and have a politician on and go, hey, some people on the internet are saying you're a pedophile. Like, that's not journalism. That's not a good – and, again, I I, want to make sure if anybody listens to this – I'm glad he asked because I wanted that moment. I wanted that moment, mm-hmm. and I'm so glad that that was asked. I, only, I wish that Kyle Brandt had the actual documentation of the people asking those questions. Well, I think there's another question to ask here, and uh, apparently now as you're listening, you know the ring conversation was filler to get to this. Um, <laughs> we are, we're at this moment here where I want to know what you think because we ask – we will get callers. Well, I can't say Tom and Brunswick – is calling up about X, Y, Z, or or said this. I can mm. say callers have said, yeah. or listeners have said, or I'm getting a strong reaction on social media from fans. Yeah, fans have said, um, you know, we we asked journalists like Mary Kay about that, things like that. Is that okay? How do we how so, do we balance so that? So I, I think it's very clear when we have people on, and I think we just did this with a football guest. We had brought up. I said something like Albert Breer said this. I think I said that to either Mary Kay or whatever. You did. I am I'm very specific when I can be and when I feel like I need to be. Yeah. When it's hey callers are saying this. 
okay, that's me being guilty of what I just frowned upon. But I also think we all understand contextually, you know, when we're talking about reaction, I'm kind of summing up the reaction that we've gotten that day on the phones. Does that make it, does that make it more of an authority over anybody else? Like, yeah, the five people that called us might've thought this and everybody at home might've thought differently. That happens all the time too. Me and you got into it about Bill Belichick and how much grief he was taking over Matt Patricia calling the plays and running the offense. And it turns out we both came to grips with, yeah, we're just listening to different people. Yeah. Which is what a lot of miscommunication revolves around when we have these discussions. So I just think in a in a news setting, you gotta be, and it really helps to be and frame it in a very specific way where you have credible sources saying something. Because Kenny, I could do a very, you know, it's the it's the age old, you know, how a long lot have of you been? Say, how, Ken, that how, you mistreat your wife. How long Is have you been true? beating your wife? That's yeah. like a standard thing that's always brought up. That actually, there's a legal there's a legal defense of that. Yeah. So, I, you know, again, it's weird. I'm conflicted because I was so glad that Kyle asked it. He had the balls to ask it. I was glad. But if I'm Josh Allen, I would have been like, who's saying that? And then what would Kyle have said? Oh, I people. Think it, I think that I think you're right. I think it shows us to us we need at least one credible source. Like if if, if he would have looked and, and saw. And I, by the way, I'm sure Kyle and I don't know Kyle Brandt at all. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I shouldn't say Kyle like I know him. I'm sorry. I'm sure Kyle Brandt was probably so disgusted by it that he yes. just went. This he didn't want to dig. He didn't want to dignify he it. Didn't want to dignify. But then it. what my journalism professors would go back and say is. Well, if you're not willing to dignify it, then why are you dignified enough to ask the question? Yeah. Which I, I think that Because you're dignifying it yeah. by asking the question. Which I think that you have to be unflinching and go, okay, let me find one of these. Because I did. I went, down, I went down a rabbit hole the other day. I did too. And I saw, because now you see blue check marks and it's like, well, that's that can be Twitter blue. Any, yeah. any person can do that. But I'm sure there were, if I, if I can find an author, if I can find a TV pundit, if I can find one of them and at least, okay, if I'm going to ask who said that, can I cite this as somebody who's not just a kook, but somebody who, okay, this is a person who's been on MSNBC or whatever, da 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 Okay, at least I have that. I could say people said that, but then I go, who said that? I mean, we do that, though, on the show, right? Where we go... We've been seeing a lot of fans. Like, yes. I didn't bring up, yeah, but I'm yeah. guilty. I'm guilty of that well, all I, the I, time. I, yeah, but I, well, we, I like to do something where I will. I'll wait until a caller brings it up, or honestly, I will just look at it and go, "I'm here. I'm a conduit for fans, and if I see enough of it on social media, I will have enough." Now, I don't know what my, I don't know what my threshold is. But there's that- no set number. Of tweets or emails, you know it when you Facebook feel it. You know whatever. it when you feel it when you're experiencing it, and we are guilty of this all the time. We get caught in 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 our own world, in our own orbit. But it is what frames some of our shows. Yeah. Because after a Cavs loss the other night, a lot of Bickerstaff complaining. Yeah. Did I go through on the air when we were talking Bickerstaff and go through? Well, Tommy and Brunswick is saying this, but Pete and Parma is saying this. No, I I I cast a wide net on that. And then people get mad. People do get mad. Guys, that's just a lunatic fringe. Well, there is always a lunatic fringe. So we do have to be careful. Hosts have to be careful of that. I think in your everyday life, you have to be careful when you bring something to work, when you bring something to your coworkers. Like, you do have to be careful of who's really saying that. Who are you attributing that to? 
I I remember when Double A, like Double A, I was upset about the Nick Chubb stuff well before Double A <laughs> brought it up on a Saturday. There were a lot of people wondering when who I knew, brought up the Nick Chubb stuff. When I knew Double A brought it up on a Saturday, that was my green light to attack it. Yes. Flat out. Yeah. I'll tell you guys. Um, He's very attackable. Well, no, I'm attacking the Nick Chubb thing. I don't want to attack Double A. Yeah, but why not? It both? ended up. It, it, you why kinda, not attack both of them? Well, he got nervous because I was attacking it because yeah, he's not ready for battle. It makes zero points to me, but or it makes zero sense to me. But when I say, you know, this kind of thing happened uh, the other night. You're gonna laugh. This kind of thing happened. Um, this would have been maybe earlier this week or last week about JB. Then you're bringing up the coach because I said I, I woke up and I see a bunch of people. Wanting to fire JB Bickerstaff. And they're tweeting at me. And I said on Twitter, and somebody showed me a response that said, Well, Ken Carmen knows nothing. And I go, Well, you guys are saying it. I'm not. I didn't make it up. I but said like, doesn't well, know. Source, I said doesn't know anything. I yeah. would not have said knows oh, nothing. Well. No, it's just some just a, a, a random fan. But they showed me and I go, Well, I didn't make that up. I didn't make I, my mentions were filled with people who wanted to fire J.B. Bickerstaff. So when I wake up to that and I don't want to fire J.B. Bickerstaff, I'm going to be a little bit defensive of it, clearly. But then if somebody turns on Fox 8 and, well, Ken's talking about people wanting to fire J.B. Bickerstaff, well, they get mad at me. Yeah. I, and I don't, you know, whatever. I don't want to fire J.B. Bickerstaff, but there's comment or there's context there. But if I can't provide this person mm-hmm. says this about J.B. Bickerstaff, well, I can understand why there'd be some confusion. And, you know, if I if I had on, like when we have Kevin Stefanski on, I did I do remember I did do one question where fans want to see you a little more amped. You know, should when I... When I asked him, do you get mad? Yeah, should I have read tweets out and, or should I give a name to that? No. I think there are certain times when it's safe to do it, when, when you understand. So, I, you know, it, it just to sum this up, I uh, I thought it was a really compelling, really compelling moment. I just know I would have gotten yelled at. That's all in journalism school. Would have been uh, I'd have gotten the the, uh, the treatment. There you go. Uh, I'm getting people telling me that Keith doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. How about what? Uh, about the uh, Matt? Excuse me, Matt on Twitter, a listener of ours <laughs> to the podcast live right now, says Keith doesn't know what he's talking about. The Thanksgiving Christmas dinner stories were riveting. Oh, I was about my dad and his. Um, oh, you won me over on those his stories. Dalliance. Yeah. Are there stories that I tell about my past that you don't care for? Well, sometimes I've just heard them, and I can't. Did you hear my moped story? So that's what I I could have sworn that I heard that story before, but okay, I never can't. Mind. But you no, probably have. But that doesn't mean that you should. Like, if this audience hasn't heard it, like, because remember, the people don't know this or don't remember this, or now we have younger listeners who didn't even know the station was on. Mm. And they were too young. Mm-hmm. When this station started, it was me. You were eight years old when the station started. You were uh, in college now. Yeah. I was in the back room, and Kenny would come in and get for ready for his night show. Yes. And we would get in fist fights about sports. Not we fist fights. We, we did not see eye to eye on so many things. And here we are. We'd... I I feel like we see eye to eye on too many things now. I don't know that we could be a show You've gotten to me. tomorrow. If if we had not been a show and our boss was listening to us, I think our boss would think we're too agreeable. No, I think I don't think you remember. See, you, things change in your head more than they change <laughs> in mine. Keith told us when, when we first started that we agreed too much. 
Really? You and I agreed too much. Uh, and then we, because I didn't disagree. And then you did much. a total 180. Yeah. And, and then we wouldn't agree on a then single we didn't thing. Agree on anything. And I think for a lot of people, it was jarring because uh, I think a lot of people hadn't heard things like that before. I mean, technically, they kind of did, but they didn't. And again, it's different. Like the guys who are on right now on the air mm -hmm. are like two guys sitting and having coffee and whatever. And that's fine. That's cool for them. But there's a lot of those listeners that do not like us Yeah, because you and I will get red face and very nasty with Owen each says other. we talk over each other too much. I don't give I, don't I think that's the says. heart and soul of the show, don't you think, Ken? I, I, I mean, I think we should talk I, over I, I when we yes. want to get I a point across. Over each other I think at that time. point you have to did that because other. then the listeners will understand exactly right what now. you're doing. Right now. That's how we need to do it. Here's what I know. Uh, shut up over there. I'll talk over. When I joined the show, the number was a certain number. And then the number got better. Oh, I, well, that's true. It is true. Anyway. He stole my line. Do you want me to tell the moped story I or do. not? Now, yeah, well, now, let's hear it. Now, I don't want to tell the moped story. You know why? Story. Especially because of the everybody's going to send the same people, photo people don't ride on Twitter. Oh, what, the McGuire twins? The McGuire the twins. twins. Yeah, Who were these dudes? Oh, they were pro wrestlers. They why were the world's fattest twins. Them? They were the world's heaviest twins. And they rode motorcycles. So they were in the together. Guinness Book of World Records. Yes, that's where I and first saw. And they were pro wrestlers because and was double mint gum commercials. And double mint gum commercials. What was their finishing move? Sitting on people. <laughs> I mean, that's what it was. I uh, there was. He's a, doing it. He's, he's doing, doing it. We came here to see it. Sitting on people. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and then one of the twins was out. I came from Texarkana. 3,000 miles away, and I don't get to see the Maguires sit on somebody. Please have this go viral. So, if you're a person of a certain age, kids don't ride mopeds anymore. No. It's a, no. Is Akron moped still around? Not, why would you guys know? Why would I even What ask is that the question? difference between a scooter, a Vespa, a moped? I think a Vespa is just a scooter. Vespa's a brand. Yeah, Vespa's a brand. Of scooter. Okay. A scooter, you just get in and turn the ignition on, and it's like a platform for your feet, and away you go. You got your brakes. A scooter, you kind of have to pedal to start or kick start, and it's your uh, – uh, uh, did I say a moped or a scooter? Scooter. A moped, you got pedals on there, and, I mean, technically, you can ride it like a bike, but it's it doesn't ride like Now, a bike. when you ask about Akron Moped, do you mean the store at 704 North Main Street in go, Akron, yeah. Ohio? So that's where we would go. They are moped. closed. No. Like today or today? Permanently. Ah, yes. today. <laughs> so I wanted a moped really from the second I first saw a moped. How much did they cost? They were a ticketed item. They Give were... me a year. <laughs> Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What year was this? Um, 1994. Mm, I was born in 86. 96. 96, I was 10. I'm going to say about 98, 99. 98. Go 98. 1998, brand new moped, retail price. I'm guessing was about $1,100. $700 $1,100, maybe more depending on the brand. Like a Targa. Targas were, uh, Targas were Tomos. We're, we're, a, we're a big brand. Yeah. Yeah. I've got. What do you uh, got? It's not open. Okay. JD Power and Associates. Oh, my go-to. Oh God. So I had I at first I got this. What about Consumer Reports? I had a. What was it? It was like a. It wasn't like a Ducati. It was something else. But it was like a. It, Dunkin' Donut. It was a. If I got my dad on the phone, he'd remember what it was. It was a, and it was called like an enduro bike. It was like a. It wasn't a dirt bike. But it had bigger tires. Okay. And it was an older model. And we got, I remember we bought it. We bought it for like a hundred bucks. And it was actually worth a lot of money. The guy selling it to us, we didn't know. And the guy selling it to us didn't know. And the thing, like, it had carburetor problems. That's when I learned how to build a carburetor, Cousin Ricky. And uh, it just kept breaking down, just kept breaking down, just kept breaking down. But it was cool, and uh, how finally, fast could you go <laughs> on that? About fifty-five. Okay. And then uh, finally, my dad's like, "You know what? I've had enough of this bleep. Let's just go to get a different one." So we turned it in, and the guy's like, uh, "Do you know what you have here?" And my dad's like, "Yeah, oh yeah, yeah." <laughs> and he offered my dad like two grand for this oh, bike, sh- and we found out the bike was worth even more. But it, we got it from a retail place. So he offered my dad two grand on the spot. My dad took it. 
And then with that, I mean, he had a bunch of money left over, and I bought – my dad bought me an Avanti moped. Avanti makes, like, water coolers, televisions, mopeds. Wedding rings. Wedding rings. And so I had this moped, and I'm going to tell you right now, as, like, a 12- and 13-year-old kid, this was the best. You'd ride around You'd ride around on the moped, okay? And me and my buddy Matt Long had mopeds. And I'm going to tell you right now, girls just wanted to ride on the moped. <laughs> They'd fit on there? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I because it, it was a big seat. Okay. The seat was big. Like, you had this big, usually banana seat, like a, like a mm. bike. And uh, I had a paper route. I'd deliver papers on it. And I'd ride. I mean, we rode to the Canton Fairgrounds from the – we lived past – you don't know where the hell I'm talking about, but – we lived closer to the Maslin city limit and we'd ride over to the Canton fairgrounds on the, on the moped. Cause it got great gas mileage. And I rode the thing basically all year long, unless it was like really terribly bad out. Then I, I would like get a bicycle out or I'd, I'd walk my paper. Out How did it handle like, like bumps, potholes? It went okay. That, I mean, okay. I laid it down a couple of times. It's that sucked, but, uh, I'd ride it around and girls, that was just a, you're 12 years old and I'm not kidding you. It's just a great way. The, to meet girls and you would go over to these cause your buddies be riding bikes. So I'd go over there, whatever. And I'm not going to share other things, but yeah. And so that was fun. And then, uh, I had this one time where we're on our way up to, I played fall baseball one time in seventh grade. And I just, I always had a sense of humor of some sort and we're on our way up to go to fall baseball and we're driving down up 77. My parents are in the front seat. I'm in the back. My dad's old 86 Caprice, that beat-ass Caprice. And this guy on this hog goes flying by us, and he's got this shirt. And on the back of the shirt says, if you can read this, the bleep fell off. And I, yeah, and I put my head, my dad, I heard my dad audibly goes, oh, no, because he knew what I was going to do. And I pop right between and go, I want that shirt, because I already knew it would be funny to see some fat 12-year-old kid on a moped riding around with a shirt that says, if you can read this, the bleep fell off. I mean, how funny would that be if you were riding around Perry Township and you just saw some fat kid wearing that shirt? I mean, that'd be hilarious. Did you broker something? What do you mean? I never got the shirt. Oh, you never got the shirt? Hell no, I never got the shirt. Oh, My the mom shirt. was not going to allow that. My the father was The shirt would have been great. That. But uh, I, t- I, I, got, I eventually got rid of that. Um, the thing, boy, had a lot of chrome, and that thing rusted quick. Yeah, oh, yeah. Quick. A lot of surface rust, so you had to take care of that. Uh, took care of the chrome, sold it, uh, put that money in the bank. I remember we, we probably paid about 1100 for it, maybe. seven. I, I, the, the, the number well, I can tell you that the out. 1998 Kinetic Magnum, which is not an Avanti, it's a Kinetic, but according to J.D. Power and no Avanti, the suggested retail price Thirteen hundred and ninety-five dollars. I just at twelve yeah. years old. We just talked about this. You got that hat, that Stetson. <gasps> yeah, that was insane. I'm an How only much child. money did you guys I'm have? You child. really benefited from a being an only child and b your parents really liking you. Were they? Yeah. Were they stealing money? Were they? No. Uh, what's, what's going, going on? on? Yeah. What, what happened? Meat here? money. What's going because on? Because not in a million years did we have the money to have a twelve hundred dollar item. I and only, now you had two 12. And if you wore yeah. that Stetson on the boat peg, but that Stetson was going to fly Stetson, right off. The Stetson I still have. you got to remember, I sold the moped. 
Yeah. And my to I remember, pay for I remember my dad kept saying, I should have that. That should be my money. It's my money that bought the thing. He was always busting my balls over it. But uh, he, he made me put it in the bank because then I took that money and I used it for – I used it to buy my first car. That was the uh, 85 uh, Bronco Deuce. And that thing ran because I bought it from my shifty grandfather. What colors was it? It was shifty. it was like that burnt red. Okay. And, and like crappy yellow. Creamish. Like, yeah. Yeah. Creamish. Yeah, you're right. And it smelled. I remember. I oh, I know the it. Windows it's in my head thing. right now. I know exactly what <laughs> yep. you thought. Yeah. Oh, it knows. I had to leave the windows open on that thing for like yep. three days to get oh, the cigarette yeah. smell out. Ugh. And I ran that thing for about six months. And the flywheel went on it. Trash done. And then I had already had a job by then. I was working at the grocery store, and I bought a uh, I bought an S10 okay. off my buddy Craig for fifteen hundred. It was fifteen hundred. Still a boxy style S10, or did it have a little curve? It had the curve. I oh. called it. I call. I had no idea what Trailer Park Boys was, and I called yeah. it the Green Bastard. Oh, and that's what it was. And I, I did a couple of things to it because I had buddies who were like really into cars and could do that stuff, and they were like, "Dude, you got to drop it and all this stuff." I'm like. I just don't have the time. I don't have the, and they were like, dude, we'll help you. Like my buddy, Nick, who I worked at the grocery store with, he still does that. I mean, he can still, he can still take a stock. He will take a stock civic, like a 96 civic. And in a month do it. It's amazing. I was going to say, how much much work is that? Oh, it's tough. Well, you got to remove a leaf spring here and there. And there's just, there's so much things that he can do. I mean, he can rebuild motors. Kids are doing this. Well, it's, I mean, well, now he's, if I'm 36, he's yeah. got to be so, almost 40 by now. That Suburban that I had when I first started working here yeah. had a lift on it. Not a big lift, but it had like a lift thing, with, with big nice. tires on yeah. it. I did that, so I bought it. I had I'd, probably a year before I got out of the Air Force, maybe two years. And one of the guys that I knew, we had this garage where it had all the lifts. You paid 10 bucks an hour to rent your spot in the garage. I had all the tools, everything you needed. It was on the Air Force This is base. like Christine, by the way. And I didn't know they did that. Did you he ever goes, see Christine? This no. is like the same plot. He, my buddy's like, why don't we just, because I was like, man, I'd love to do a lift, but it's going to cost all this money to take it to these places that do it. And he goes, we can just do that. We'll buy it on Rough Country. That's a big place to get lifts and stuff. Yeah. He goes, we'll just buy it online. It'll be like three, 400 bucks. We'll do it ourselves on a Saturday. We'll we'll get some beers and go up there and do it. And I'm like, I don't know about this, dude. That thing, I drove that car for 10 years. Really? And it never had a problem. Like, so that was where, that was kind of the uh, the birthing of me doing my own automotive maintenance and stuff. Like, And we did, literally, that was YouTube videos on the phone just telling us how to remove this or... I would you just know, tighten feel, this coil. I the like, front clip on that S10. It was a 95 <laughs> S10. I changed the front clip on it. Like the whole, like the grill and everything, because they yeah, were all plastic. Right. And I did that, and it was just in the backyard, swept my ass off, sanding it, chroming it. I mean, I what you guys are describing seems so far-fetched, ridiculous, unsafe, because I know nothing about this stuff. So, like, even, like, calibrating this stuff yeah. just seems like now they have so much technology to be able to do all this stuff. Too much technology. Yeah. That- well, that's the problem. You don't. There's right. I mean, I think we might have talked about this in the podcast. The right to repair laws yeah. that were that they're yeah. passing because now everything's a giant computer. I mean, just this is the stuff I missed out on not having a dad because he worked on all that stuff, and then once he was out of the house, that was it. I didn't know how to use tools. I didn't know how to use socket. I didn't know how to do anything, and so to this day, I'm worthless. Well, boy, Sarah, if she would have known. 
She would have known ahead of time. Listen, I, I, I'll tell you this part. Though. Be back I, living in Tremont. I get along very well. Yeah, with... but this is where Bernie kind of. Oh, oh, maybe my God. the two of you. My father-in-law. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, Bernie steps I can in. just tell he can't believe what I don't know. He is mortified. Yeah, he's a man's man. And then right? I'm competing. I'm competing with his other daughter's husband, who is doing everything you're doing in the house right. down in Columbus. He just does it. He's laying tile. He's doing drywall. He's doing it. I don't know how to do anything. I'm actually, I can change a tire. That's all I can do. I'm actually getting used to <laughs> the concept of like what Owen does. Owen Owen has done everything to his house, and I did a I did not do nearly as much to the house in Ridgeville as what you've done to your right. house in Avon Lake. I'm not even making a comparison, but a lot of that stuff, I, I did a lot of stuff to the house in Ridgeville, and I just, I, I, there's no time for it anymore. I, I, I don't know when I'm ever going to have time for it again. So it's, it's a very weird feeling to go to learning all that stuff, and then to once you acquire the knowledge of how to do it and it's fun, then to allow someone else to try to do some of that because then you don't feel as, as useful to it as much because I, I, it, I tell you, cause I will tell you this, my dad and I get along very well, but my dad has very little patience for any of the, the teaching of the, of, of things that basically you knew pipe fitting, carpentry, um, drywall, all the stuff that, you know, basic, um, contracting that at home contracting DIY contracting that you would do yourself. Uh, he has very little patience for me. My father-in-law was much more patient because his, my brother-in-law, he does his own thing and he, and he, he is, he's talented. Like he took his barn and his house and it is an incredible structure now. I mean, it is fully done. There are no exposed beams. Everything is, he's an electrician by trade. He started out as an electrician. I mean, everything is done. And I mean, it's an incredible thing. But he does not, will not listen to his dad who built two houses the one they live in now and the one they built, um, the one they built on New Buffalo Road in Canfield, which is like, I guess, a couple of blocks away from where Joey Naples was killed years ago in like the early 90s. Mob stuff. Yeah. So he built two houses, and so my father-in-law is kind of cool with showing me how to do stuff and has been that way because his son won't listen to him. Do you so think, that's always been kind of fun because my dad would just lose his patience. Do you? And that's probably my fault, too. Is it a cop-out when I'm just like, oh, I'm not handy? Or can anybody be handy? I think, any, I think a lot of things, I think a lot, like concrete to me, concrete to me is such a scary <laughs> Scary mystery because the math that's in people don't realize right. how much math is involved in concrete. I've been around the pouring of concrete. I've been around people doing the concrete. Mm. I've been a part of. It's a production when was, you watch uh, it. Yeah, but I I'm had not, that job in high school yeah, pouring but, concrete, but I didn't pour. I was rebar boy. Ten guys I, all I, out there. I've yeah. tarred. The, I've tarred roofs. I've done all that stuff. Really? And, I, and I'm terrified of heights. I tarred roofs, but well, the concrete amazed. stuff. That to me is like okay, we gotta, we gotta. I, no, but you got to remember is a lot of this stuff is is meant to be simple, and it's a, like they'll always try to find a way to work smarter. Mm-hmm. So you, I'll get frustrated. You got to remember the patience. What's what's helped me in eleven years of being married 
is boy, we're way off where we started, aren't we? And eleven years of being married is I'm back in the doghouse. Realizing, uh oh, she heard the segment. <sighs> yeah, that's the why were that? Why did she listen? I don't know. Somebody probably texted her. Why, why did she listen? We gotta get rid of this Odyssey app. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.